A Covenant, a Throne, and a Kingdom by Pastor Dan Gaiman On May 6, 2023, in Westminster Abbey, London, England, Charles III, son of the late Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth, was coronated King of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and 14 other Commonwealth realms. Charles Philip Arthur George Mountbatten Windsor was born November 14, 1948. His coronation was one of the most historically and theologically significant events in recent years, for it displayed in full color the ongoing continuity and faithfulness of God in maintaining his covenant promises to Israel, whether or not they appear to be good, righteous, or worthy. The English name Windsor was adopted in 1917 during the reign of King George V from the Royal German Saxe-Coburg and Gotha House because of anti-German sentiment in World War I. Prince Philip of Greece had assumed the name Mountbatten as a lieutenant in the Royal Navy. Philip was actually not ethnically Greek, but German and Danish. The previous coronation was 70 years ago on June 2, 1953, when Queen Elizabeth II, the mother of Charles III, was coronated Queen of England. As one can see, the coronation of a British sovereign is quite rare. I find it amazing to see how passive, uninformed, and uninterested the Anglo-Saxon, Germanic, Scandinavian, and kindred peoples of the West are in regards to the coronation of Charles III as the reigning King of Britain. Many factors surely contribute to this passivity, and obviously, Charles III, not unlike many of the kings in the history of Judah, have not lived an exemplary life. Instead, he's espoused a progressive, globalist ideology. Even though the spiritual and moral state of Charles III is not becoming the stature of his office, there are a few facts we must consider. The unbroken continuity of the British monarchy is a big deal, especially for those who believe the Bible. Nothing in the present world confirms the prophetic promises of God and Scripture more than the unbroken continuity of the Davidic kingship on this earth. The coronation of Charles III as king should inspire Christians to review and renew their faith and confidence in Scripture and God's promises to his covenant people. God is sovereign and neither slumbers nor sleeps in his vigilant care over the lost sheep whom Jesus Christ redeemed. God is a covenant keeper, even when his Israelite children are covenant breakers. Many students of scripture immediately see in the coronation of King Charles III the connection to profound Bible truth. The eternal God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Israel promised by an everlasting, unconditional covenant with David that there would be a perpetual throne upon which an heir of David would reign until Jesus Christ, of the seed of David himself, assumed the throne to rule over the redeemed house of Jacob in his worldwide earthly kingdom. In an age of unbelief, Christians should be greatly encouraged to see God's faithfulness so openly displayed. Our living God is keeping his covenantal promise to David. May this historical event inspire spiritual renewal of the covenant people of the West. The crowning of King Charles III on May 6, 2023 is confirmation that God is faithful. The Bible remains the most authoritative voice of truth on this planet and that our holy and sovereign God governs in the kingdom of man. Let all the Caucasian inhabitants of Great Britain, Europe, 
America and the West know this, that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. From Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. The coronation of King Charles III reaffirmed the prophetic, patriarchal blessing Jacob pronounced upon his son Judah in Genesis 49, verse 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, even until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. God said that the scepter, or the rod of royal authority, would not depart from the tribe of Judah until Shiloh, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, arrives and regathers and restores Israel. The birthright was given to Joseph and the scepter to Judah. These are the fundamental prophetic promises that determine a large portion of unfolding history of Israel in the scriptures. Bible scholars should be familiar with that provision in the Abrahamic covenant which confirmed that from the covenantal seed of Abraham there would come kings. Speaking to Abraham, Jehovah declared this in Genesis 17 verse 6, And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Both Judah and Israel, the two nations or kingdoms of ancient Israel, adopted the monarchy as their chosen model of government, beginning with King Saul and thereafter with David, then Solomon, and the division of the one kingdom of Israel into two nations at the death of Solomon in B.C. 975. The perpetual covenant of the David Davidic throne given to David is confirmed in these passages as follows. 2 Samuel 7, verse 8 through 24, chapter 23, verse 1 through 5, Psalm 89, 1 through 4, and chapters 30 through 37. Psalm 132, 11 through 12, Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6, Jeremiah 33, 14 through 26, and Isaiah 9, verse 6 through 7. Matthew 19, verse 28, chapter 25, verses 31 through 34, Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 33, Acts 2, verse 29 through 31, Revelation 11, 15, and elsewhere. These verses confirm an unconditional covenant with an everlasting confirmation of God's promise to David. The throne of this kingdom one day will be as situated in the millennial temple from which Jesus Christ will reign as the greater David. See Ezekiel 43 verse 3, Jeremiah 3 verse 17 through 18, Zechariah 2 verse 10 through 12, Joel 3 verse 17 through 20, and Zechariah 14 verse 8 through 21. The anointing and coronation of Charles III as king at Westminster Abbey took place with his being seated on the coronation chair, under which rests Jacob's pillow stone, sometimes called the Stone of Destiny. Since the Norman invasion in 1066, British sovereigns have been coronated sitting upon this famous stone and chair. This stone has a colorful and unique history, dating back to the Israelite patriarch Jacob, who first used the stone for a pillow and anointed it at Bethel from Genesis 28, verse 10 through 22, and Genesis 35, 9 through 15. Some believe that this is also the rock which Moses smote in the Sinai wilderness, from Exodus 17, 6, Numbers 20, verse 10 through 11. This stone shows up in prophecy, in Genesis 49, verse 24, as though it were in the custody of Joseph. Further, some scholars purport that the pillars in Judges 9, verse 6, 
was actually Jacob's pillow stone. Apparently, the ancient kings of Judah were coronated on this pillow stone. See 2 Kings 11:14 and chapter 23 verse 3 and 2 Chronicles 23 verse 13. Ezekiel chapter 21 verses 25 through 27 confirms three overturns of this throne or stone. Zedekiah from the line of Perez was the last king in Judah to reign upon this throne. The first overturn of the throne occurred in 588 BC when the Chaldeans conquered Judah and Jerusalem. At the time, the prophet Jeremiah and the company traveled to Ireland carrying the pillow stone, where it remained until AD 503. Then it was taken from Ireland to the Isle of Iona, and finally to Scotland. This famous stone of destiny remained in Ireland for more than a thousand years. The pillow stone was located in Scone, Scotland for about 793 years. And in A.D. 1296, Edward I of England conquered Scotland and took the pillow stone to England, placing it in Westminster Abbey, where it remained until 1996, when the English returned the stone to Edinburgh Castle in Scotland. This stone has been moved back to London temporarily for the coronation of Charles III. Soon, England will return it to Scotland. The coronation of Charles III confirms the unconditional Davidic covenant of a throne and crown, as well as an everlasting relationship with the Levites. This Davidic covenant ensures the existence of a temple where Jesus Christ, the final heir to David's throne, will reign. The coronation of Charles III speaks loud and clear to this unbelieving and faithless generation of Bible skeptics, agnostics, and atheists. God is faithful. God is fulfilling his covenant. God is speaking. Are you listening? Or are you steeped in your conspiratorial disdain of something that God ordained from before the foundation of the world? Don't let yourself get lost in the weeds of the royal family's sinful behavior and frequently progressive globalist ideology. Remember the kings Manasseh, Ahab, and other wicked men who worshipped heathen gods and were thorns in the flesh of Israelite believers. Manasseh even repented at the end of his reign although it was too late to save his country. Charles is not the first less-than-desirable king to sit on the throne of David. Pray for King Charles III. God will use and govern King Charles in whatever way Jehovah sees fit. Remember that the word of God promised a covenant, a throne, and a kingdom. These are what our mighty God is fulfilling at this very hour for his Israelite people.